This is exactly right. Adulting is hard, but it doesn't have to be impossible. If you want to hear more about ways you can actually live your best life, check out How to Be a Better Human. Each week, comedian Chris Duffy sits down with an expert to talk about the realistic and often unexpected ways you can improve your life. This season on How to Be a Better Human, learn how thinking about death can actually make your life happier, why it's never too late to make a change, and more. Find How to Be a Better Human wherever you get your podcasts. Black hairdressers should have full health insurance. I'm talking PPO. They have to be deemed essential workers. (laughs) Because I'll tell you what, in the deep, Deep quarantine, like, for sure, like, EMT workers and shit, I was banging on pots. But when I saw a black hairdresser with some bags of hair, I was like, bang, bang, bang (laughs) on the pots. I appreciate you. Welcome to Adulting. I'm Jordan Carlos. Uh, I am joined by my co from Go, Michelle Butteau. Michelle, how are you? Oh. Oh. <laughs> what's been going on? Uh, what's been going on? Um, I am part of this um, unfortunate club of parents <laughs> um, that have seen their child in distress. I took my family, two kids and husband, down to Miami to see my dad for his 83rd birthday. And on the plane... Happy birthday to him. I know. Happy birthday, Papa. On the plane, my son threw up three times and passed out. And Yes. And so I knew what to do because I'm a fainter. Uh, I started fainting. And if you're a fainter, I I feel you. You know, like it's... Crazy. I started fainting when I was little, like in church, standing up in the back when there's no seats and stuff. But that was the scariest shit ever. Mm. And yeah, man, it's it's like you're not even like someone's friend where you're like, it'll be okay. Or like someone sitting in the back row, like you got this, this. It's like, no, you are the mom. This is your child. You feel helpless. You are stuck in the air. This is the time where you try to see if there's a doctor on board. You know, all the parents out there who have been through, like, the nut allergy, the this, the that, the hospital. Like, I, woo, baby, I feel for you. We are in it mm-hmm. together. And fuck, we're going to be all right. Set this up for me. What happened? Like, he was he was blowing Cheerios everywhere? Like, what happened? It was the altitude? We had a very early flight, so we woke up super early. So he was too tired and groggy to have breakfast. So that's lesson learned. Mm-hmm. No first flights of the day. Right. Get a good night's sleep in, wake up, have breakfast, yeah. get yourself a late afternoon flight or an evening flight. So mm-hmm. that was number one. Number two, I do believe the altitude was a little too high. I felt it because I am very sensitive to to high altitude. Like, okay. you know, I've performed in Aspen and Vail before. And ooh, ooh, baby. Very nice. Ooh, but like blacking out after one glass of wine. I'm like, you mean after like two <laughs> bottles? What is this? Like on stage, out of breath, just standing there. I'm like, oh my God, what's going on? I don't know. Shout out to musicians that perform in high mm-hmm. altitude places because I know you see stars. <laughs> um, I think we were going high to avoid turbulence. Okay. And he really wasn't drinking water. He really, yeah, and the pass out part was like, no, ma'am, not on my watch. I felt like, I did feel like Viola Davis in King Woman. I'm like, no! (laughs) 
No. <laughs> so, yeah, I protect my baby at all costs. But then what comes with that is, like, the residual anxiety. Otis is like, hey, my mom going on the plane. Does that mean I'm going to be sick again? And oh, my so, God. It's really wild. It's really wild. Um, but, wow. Oh. What a love. What a trooper. Shout out to people on the plane who just, like, held it down for us. Yeah. Who stayed calm and non-judgmental for um, my little boo-boo getting sick because oh, man. people don't, you know, it's very divisive. Like, people like kids or they don't. Right. I could tell the people that didn't like kids, they were like, I hope it's going to be okay. I said, thank you so much. <laughs> That's the thing, too. It's like, oof. It's like breaking up in public. Hold on. What? I mean, all you had was like those little drink napkins to sop it up. There's never enough of those. Um, I'm a twin. I'm a twin mom, and I come fucking ready. So I already had a pack of wipes like in my bra. Like I'm not fucking around. I have blankets. I have a change of clothes. Like I'm out here prepared. I'm a catastrophizer, so I'm already prepared. You want to have <laughs> catastrophizers as friends because we've already thought about it and we are already fucking on it. Do you know what I mean? So like, sure. people are like, oh, you're anxious. Oh, you're this. This is like, no, bitch, I'm prepared. I can see it all happen. Like, what's that movie with um, Robert Downey? Okay, Robert Jr. Or Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> is that his name? Okay. With like the, yes. He's got the yeah. mask and shit. What's the name of that? Uh, Iron Man? Iron Man. You feel like Iron Man because you already have like <laughs> like a catastrophizer that's also a twin mom. Right. You already have like this little fucking screen in front of your face. You're just like, I got this. this these are all the things that can happen oh and these are the outcomes. And you're fucking prepared. And so like I was fucking prepared. But like emotionally, nothing will ever prepare you for someone that you love that you are supposed yeah. to protect and you can't. Oh, poor yeah. Otis. Wait, but, but passing out of it all, that must have been really rough because if he passes out, I mean, you don't know what's going on if somebody passes out. I like, know. That's like that's why I, I try to keep him awake. Yeah, that's why I yeah. took his shirt off. I put um, you know, a cold rag on the back of his neck, pulled his ears, put it on his forehead, his temples. Talked to him a lot. What's your name? Who am I? Where are you? Where are we going? Like, you know, oh, you just he just wanted to he wanted to sleep. Was he like I gotta sleep? Like yeah, that's he wanted he, yeah. When you pass out, you just have to do what your body wants to do. But like, I have done comedy shows where people have had seizures. We've ha mm -hmm. we have done an adulting show where someone's yeah, like, yeah, absolutely, yeah, like shut it down, give them space, give them something cold, get them in the fresh air. I don't know what else to do besides that. Like, we couldn't get blood pressure, we can't get a temp reading. Like, you know, you just gotta. Was you know, there a doctor on the flight? There was. She was very nice, Doctor Megan. Good. Shout out to you. Thank you for coming. She was very sweet. Yeah. There should be an air marshal and a doctor on every flight. Yeah, an accountant. A therapist? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a black hairdresser? We oh, here. for sure. Since we're here, just braid me the fuck up. By the way, black hairdressers, shout outs to them. I just did a show in Oswego, New York, at SUNY Oswego. There's a lot of black kids that go there from the city, and they don't... This is what happens to... You know this. Yeah. It's like black students go way out to yonder to go to school, and then they don't factor in their hair. So I feel like... Folks need to like airlift black hairdressers, black barbers to these locations. Doctors uh, without <laughs> edges. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. Yeah. Truly. Truly. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Um, what else, man? I think that's about it. I think we've done enough share time. Yeah. You know, the good thing about doing adulting is um, A, getting it off your titties. It's just nice to get shit off your titties. It's like feelings sometimes are really like a gas bubble. Get it out, you'll feel better. 
But also, speaking of my chest, one yes. quick thing about my chest before oh, okay. we move on. Okay. Um, I got electrolysis on my chest for my birthday. Mm-hmm. My wife was like, she's like, I got you a gift. And I was like, really? She's like, yeah, um, laser hair removal on your chest. So my chest is now completely, picture it, Michelle. <laughs> I'm trying to because I've been on vacation with you, but I like the taco meat. Yeah, I do too, but it's gone. It's gone. It's gone forever. Forever? Well, I mean, after six sessions. Okay. <laughs> I will say one of my um, one of my best childhood memories growing up with my dad is his chest hair and like how proud he was and like, you know, he even had an ascot on with like very low buttons, like just <laughs> out here. And like, even now, like, you know, he's a beautiful, frail 83 year old who still has so much pride in his new yeah. shirt and his gold chains, his crucifixes and stuff. I see him, Papa's and like, he's got, he's always had like the taco meat and the, and I was like, that is so machismo. I fucking love it. But yeah, man, whatever you want to do to feel good about you, I'm here to support the cause, brother. Thank you, bud. Yeah. Thank you. It hurts. Yeah. A lot of girls do it on the puss. Can you imagine? (laughs) (laughs) They do. Well, well, someone very much wiser than me said beauty is pain. Who said it? Cyber Uh, Banks? Tiger. (laughs) Who said it? Picasso? Who said it? It was the subject of this old documentary called uh, Queen of Versailles. So, yeah, she's wiser than me. Oh, my God. Uh, give myself some what credit. Anyway, <laughs> you never seen Queen of Versailles? Oh, yeah, I have. It's sad as fuck. <laughs> what? It is kind of, but it's It's great. everything wrong with America. <laughs> I know, but I can't, I can't stop looking at it. I love Lauren Greenfield's documentaries. They're just like, yes, that is us. Yes. yes. I love it. I love it. That's I love Florida. Patty Kaplan documentaries. You know, she's done the Real, uh, Real Sex, G-String Divas, yes. Taxi Cab Confessions, like... Anything that will humanize um, people that we always look down upon, I'm just like, whew, give it to me, Patty. <laughs> give it to me, Patty. You know what? I'm going to give it to y'all. LOL. What am I, a mall cop yes. with the segues? I love it so much. <laughs> Write it down. Never stop. Put it on a magnet. It's my favorite. Um, I was saying, I I not only like the fact that we get to get our feelings out, but we can also do this Nice check-in with friends that we've known for a really long time. Long time. But like not in like a straight up stand-up way, but in a more sincere way. And so yes. this is what I love about uh, hanging out with our next guest, Wyatt Snack. I mean, we love him so much and we know you will too, if you don't already. Okay? Mm-hmm. Let's just say it was a thick time. <laughs> oh my God. Hi, everyone. How the fuck are you? When I was 15, it was the first and last time I ever snuck out in the middle of the night to go dancing. Oh, okay. I loved dancing. It was always time for the percolator. And <laughs> percolator, percolate. And I worked at Wild Pear at Cherry Hill Mall. Again, she's lived a life. And uh, I got finger banged at Penn's Landing in uh, downtown on. Pennsylvania. Thank you so much. Left my wallet there with my mom's credit card. She got a phone call. Anyways. Oh, no. <laughs> As he was fingering me on Penn's landing, my eyebrow piercing came out. <laughs> okay, anyways. <laughs> 17, had a Camaro, 1977 Camaro. I looked like Janet Jackson and Bon Jovi had a baby. It was... 
a whole ass mess. And... <laughs> you are on an escapade right now. Go ahead. <laughs> um, Joe, my friends, we're going to go to the limelight. Um, and we just... Whoa. Stand by. We dressed up in... I, a shoelace. I don't fucking know what it was. <laughs> but all, like, we were a mess, but we were doing it. We had our Snapple bottles. We were ready to go. And I was such a mess driving in the city. I had never drove in the city before. And a Camaro is like all front. It's all hood, no back. Sure. So these turns were wet and wild. <laughs> <laughs> and a couple of times I was driving down the street like the wrong way. What? Yeah, because I didn't know. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> That's a New York City driving lesson right there. I missed my turn. I'm like, back up, hold on. <laughs> oh, my God. But I will say, we got in. I don't know how we got in. We were 17, and I had the time of my life. It was the first time I ever saw drag queens, voguing, mm. club kids, platforms, and I was like, this is how I want to retire. <laughs> like, I hadn't even graduated high school, and I was just like, can I just go to the club all the mm. time? Wasn't even doing drugs or drinking. Just loved the excitement of dancing with people I didn't know. I was the same way. I interned <laughs> at Fat Farm when I was, like, right out of uh, high school. That's right, people. <laughs> I interned. They're like, impossible. I did. And I obviously worked in accounting. Now, um... <laughs> But it got you entree to all these different clubs. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, it was like, it was insane. Did you go to Justin's before you went? I went to Nell. Uh, no, I went to Nell's. <laughs> Did you get to, the wings yeah. at Justin's? I never went to Justin's. I never got to go to Justin's. Oh, okay. Nell's yeah. was popping in the West Village. Nell's was popping in the West yeah. Village. I got in, no cover charge, didn't have to buy any drinks. It was just because like, I worked at Fat Farm. So they're like, all right, that's, that kid can go. I love that for you. Thank you. What kind of guy are you in the club? Are you just like sitting back watching everybody? Or are you like creeping <laughs> up on... I'm reading a book. Uh, <laughs> literally reading a book. What kind of guy were you at the club, DJ Donwell? I'm, I'm, in, I'm on the wall. I don't really dance. Okay. No, I'm, I'm boring in the club. Unless I'm really drunk, then I'm fun. <laughs> Unless you're really... Like, how many drinks does it take for, for us to meet Fun Don? Well, my club days were like the Incredible Hulk days. Like the, the Hennessy and Alizé oh, days. Yes. Alizé. Yes, it's a, it's a different, it was a different me. It was a different time. Uh, we had fucking Alizé. We had engineered fucking food. You guys have like crafted cocktails. <laughs> Back in my yeah. day, I had to drink some blue shit. Didn't even know what the fuck it was. Goldschlager? Blue, Goldschlager, oh, Alizé. Jägermeister. Jägermeister? Yeah. What? <laughs> Jäger bombs. Jäger bombs. What are Jäger balls? Jaeger bombs. Oh, bombs. I was like, I don't want Jaeger balls. That sounds salty. No, I don't want that MSG. Um, or do I? I'm always conflicted. Listen, I used to drink a smooth criminal back in the day. What the fuck? Do you know what the fuck that is? What? Can you imagine this face ordering a smooth criminal? It is Hennessy and Bailey's. Oh, God. <laughs> I'd go to the dentist and uh, uh, be like, I don't know why I have so many cavities. <laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> no, everybody had a gross drink when they were like fucking 19, 20. <laughs> I blacked out a lot. And I was like, why am I blacking out? Hennessy and Bailey's. Damn. We don't have to talk about it. <laughs> Very excited to bring our next guest yes. out. Yes. One of our favorites. Oh, you know yes. who we Start clapping, to bring start out? clapping. You know him from The Daily Show. And Absolute. he's an amazing so actor, performer, stand up comedian, a host. Producer, please give it up for Problem our Problem areas as well. Why is Sinak? 
Is he there? Oh, oh my, my god. god! Who does that? Wyatt I'll tell does. you who does it. Wyatt Sinak. You all were talking about drinks, and I saw this backstage. <laughs> and I was like, this sounds like a drink you would find at a black nightclub. Uh, it's thick mist. <laughs> black label. Like, they've made a point to even call it black label thick mm-hmm. mist. You know yeah. what it is. Thick I mean, mist. and mist is spelled with a Y, so you know it's real. <laughs> so you know it's black. I mean, right, if I was ever a stripper... And also into weather. Ladies and gentlemen, make some noise. Coming to the stage right now, Black Label Thick Mist. Here she is, Black Label Thick Mist. Yep, it's time for the percolator, everyone. (laughs) She only dances to one song for 15 minutes straight. On loop, here she is, Black Label Thick Mist. You know what? You should be a DJ at a strip club. Uh, That was the dream. Was and it? this was the fallback. <laughs> uh, yeah, boy, I failed. Have you been to a strip club before? I have. Mm-hmm. Oh, you wanted a story? Yes. <laughs> oh, I thought it was more just checking in, like, just to tick the box, and mm-hmm. yeah, uh, yeah, I've been to uh, I've been to a lot of strip clubs. Oh, in New York, Atlanta, L.A., where? Miami. Uh, I think the first strip club I went to was in Atlanta. Uh, my cousin took me. Sure. Um, and it was part of a college visit. <laughs> Hold on. It Racking gets, up some credits. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was part of a college visit. And my child who grew up watching a different world. So I was like, I want to go to an HBCU. Cool. I knew about Morehouse. I was like, I want to go to Morehouse. My mother was like, I don't want you to go to Morehouse. And my cousin had gone to Morehouse. And so we were in Atlanta. And... My mother told my cousin to scare me out of going to Morehouse. And so he took me on a tour of Morehouse and then also the city of Atlanta. And so uh, he took me to the campus, told me that, uh, and this is a a horrible thing, uh, but as like a 17-year-old, it was just like one of those weird things, told me that, there's a horrible male rape problem at Morehouse. Yeah. My mother told my cousin, do whatever it takes for this child to not go to a black college. That's the most anti-black shit ever. And my cousin was like, oh yeah, niggas be raping niggas here. And I was like, oh. And then my cousin's like, but you're in Atlanta. Let's take you to one of Atlanta's finest strip clubs. And then he took me to uh, this strip club that's like a dive bar that I feel like somebody probably knows of because now it's like a... is the Claremont Lounge, yeah. What? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Ready to go. Bam. The Claremont. Okay. Know okay. it. Okay. Yeah. That was the first time I went to a strip club and it was a terrifying experience. Yeah. And, uh, and but yeah, that was... Uh, it was a terrifying experience, but it was also one where I was like... I'll try again. Uh, <laughs> it can only get better. You, you yeah. never, not even Magic City? He didn't take you to Magic City? No, because his whole thing was to scare me sure. away from <laughs> Atlanta by all means necessary. Were you scared? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I went to school in North Carolina. That's so crazy. It's like in one breath you're, you're 
cousin or uncle was just like, it's like he's my cousin. Cousin. I mean, right. it's a black family, so he could be my uncle. Yeah. <laughs> I have, a lot of, I have a lot of cousins who are actually my uncles, and I'm somebody's uncle when I call them cousin. Yeah. 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 But um, he's, just, he's just like, this is where you know, one dude violated another, and this is where Dr. King slept. Uh, that was his dorm. Yeah. <laughs> How did yeah. you find out? That was kind of shit she was known for, and then I think at some point he copped to it. Like he, that was shit she was known for? Why, didn't she, why did she not want you to go to Morehouse? I mean, you said anti-black racism. Is that, is that like, you know, just, just, just ask him why. Like, why? I mean, we both grew up in Dallas. We grew up, we knew yeah. each other as children. It's true. This we is did. where we reveal yeah. that we're twins. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think in her mind, she thought that by going to a black college... I would not be able to be accepted in white society. Hmm. Like I wouldn't get hired for a job at a law firm if they saw like Morehouse or Howard or something like that. (sighs) Yeah. And that she didn't put enough faith on my own abilities as a human being. Yeah. And that it doesn't really matter what school you go to. It just matters your work ethic and your ability. Uh, But also that, Oh, sure. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> three, three professors from Southern are here. <laughs> um, yeah. That's so wild. I mean, nah, man. can our parents just be the last generation to do that shit? I mean, people still are going to do it. They're going to find a way. Oh, my goodness. What was the journey coming to New York then? Because I've only just known you in New York. Right. Yeah. And you feel like a New Yorker. So I was born here. Uh, that was the doctor who delivered me. Uh, for real? Yeah, you wow. know, I, I roll deep. I, <laughs> I, bring, I bring the doctor who delivered me. It was a C-section. We know each other well. Um, no, I was born, I was born here. Uh, my grandmother had moved from North Carolina uh, to New York, you know, great migration and whatnot. Came to New York, lived in Crown Heights. Uh, all right, yeah. Uh, it was very different when she lived here. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I was born, my mother lived here. I was then born here. My mother and my father split up when I was about a year old. Uh, my father was a New York City cab driver. She remarried. My mother, my stepfather, and I moved to Texas, but I would come back out here yeah. and spend time with my father when he was around and then with my grandmother. Okay, so... New York is, is a part of your history. Yeah, I mean, that was like every summer I would come here yeah. and it was that thing of like, I hated going back to Dallas, no offense. Um, I hate going back to Dallas too. <laughs> no, y'all don't understand. You're like, oh, it must don't. Um, it's a shithole. It it's the worst. We killed one charismatic president and <laughs> we can't live it down. All right. Yeah. Um, I, re- I have so many questions about Texas, especially Dallas, and especially for anyone who is black or queer or questioning or whatever the fuck living in Texas, perhaps listening to this podcast. Like, mm-hmm. what, are we, what are we telling them? Because it could, it could be 12, it could be 42. You know what I mean? Like, it could be someone just stuck in a rut mm. there, not knowing how to get out, not knowing that the world can be a better place for them, that they could feel seen, and they don't have to, like, live this fucking lie. What are we fucking telling these people, especially in Texas? Now I feel like, no offense, I don't want to go to Texas. Yeah, no, you don't. You don't have to. Um, it's uh, the state is state is narrow minded and getting more narrow minded. But but the cities that we grew up in actually are like haven cities. 
right? So Houston's a big haven city, Austin's a big haven city, and then Dallas is like a haven city because there's a huge queer community in Dallas, Oaklawn. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Oaklawn, which is an amazing place. And uh, it's one of the biggest in Texas. So if it's biggest in Texas, it's just, it's big. But I felt that I had to leave the state. I, I think you felt the same way too because there was no give and take. It was like... Well, I mean, for me, I never really felt connected because I always felt like I was from New York and right. I was brought to Texas. I didn't have agency. Like, I was four. So, like, I had said at four, I was like, I'm going to stay here. And they were like, that's not how that happens legally. <laughs> uh, and I was like, let me get my own lawyer. It's a squirrel. Uh, <laughs> it's a squirrel. <laughs> Yeah, but you talk about in your special Brooklyn, it's like Brooklyn is home, you know, and it feels like like you are you are mad Brooklynite. You could be the mayor of Brooklyn. Thank you. I mean, that's a very low bar. The current mayor of New York is not great. Uh, but no, but to, to something that you all were saying, like, what do you say to somebody who's in a place like Texas who is a person of color or who is queer? I understand the desire to leave, but then there's also a part of it that's like... There's a privilege in being able to leave. And I feel like for the people who don't have that privilege, I would say find your people and find strength in your people and don't let fucking closed-mindedness win out. Because, yeah, Texas is getting more hate-filled and more closed-minded. And what you see is you see a lot of people, like there was a story, I want to say a year ago, where it was like all these like, left-leaning people from California had moved to Austin, and they were like, oh, Austin, that's great. And then all of a sudden, (laughs) shit gets hard, and they're like, we're out. And that's a great privilege to be able to do that, but not everybody has that privilege, and it feels like you only win these things with numbers, and it's about organizing those strength and numbers to be like, fuck this, we're not going anywhere. You have to live with us just the same way we have to live with you, and you have to actually learn to accept and respect us. And also, we need to get the keys of power because you all are fucking it up. Air horn for the new mayor of Brooklyn. That's the thick mist talking. Okay, we're about the same age. That's very sweet of you to say we're about the same age when, truth be told, I'm, I'm older. Okay, I'm it's true. Um, sorry. I'm no, your I, uncle. Yeah. I'm your uncle, cousin. <laughs> I'm your cunkle. I was just curious. That are sounds you, like something else. It, it truly I don't does. Know, I don't know this or not. That's I don't true. know this or not. Are you, are you, you're, you're not married. You're not married? No. Oh. Ever been married? Are you about to? Oh, are I'm you about to fucking get down on two knees. And... Um, <laughs> Oh, that sounds like something else, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dallas style. What um, are we doing? Yeah. No, I'm just, I'm just wondering what it's like to date in 2023 in Brooklyn at this point. Oh. Okay, we've, <laughs> these people are on the fence about dating. Um, I, don't, I feel like dating is always going to be hard, but especially now because you just have access to everything and everyone, so you can find out way too many things about the person. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think a challenge for yourself is not to go down that rabbit hole of their page and just ask them questions and just figure out chemistry and then find out they've been arrested. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I mean, to me, the one thing that I've always found weird, at least since I've been in New York, is when I came to New York in 2008, I came because I'd gotten on The Daily Show. And so 
It's fine. Every no, time. It was a job. Me, it tickles me every time. Uh, every time. I feel like there's the strange thing of, like, when I started dating in New York, I remember going on dates where people would be like, what's Jon Stewart like? And I was like, oh, wait a minute. Did you just, did you just want free tickets? Starfuck. Yeah. And so, there, and so I think for me, there was always an element of like, okay, like, are you here to meet me? Or are you here for free tickets yeah. for my boss's show? Yeah. And so, uh, and more often than not, it was the free tickets. Oh, shit. No, that's fine. Just go to, like, oneiota.com. What is oneiota.com? It's, it's the ticket thing where you get the tickets. Oh, I'm sorry. Right? Like, I thought it was like some pure blood dating site. One <laughs> iota. Like, I don't want one iota of this. <laughs> but I'm open to anything else. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm sure that dating site exists. Yeah. I will say, like, if it's not your job, sometimes people just, um, yeah, sometimes people are just dating you for another reason other than you. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? I had a couple of friends that I don't talk to no more. Because everything was a show. Yeah. Like they had to have like a rich girl or a rich guy or a hot this or hot that and look at what they do and what they drive and shit. And I'm like, I could give a fuck. They can't even like put two sentences together that are interesting. Why would you ever want to sit on that? You know what I mean? So like, I think sometimes a lot. I'm sorry. Are you putting your face in someone's crotch? That's not funny. Don't do that. Yeah, no, no. Don't you deserve no. so much more? Your face deserves to be sat on by the best. <laughs> Each of you. <laughs> you deserve, your face deserves to be sat yes. on by the best. The mayor of you. Brooklyn. <laughs> yes. Can I get an amen, church. Beautiful. All right. Okay, now it's time for questions from the audience. Where is my tambourine when you need it? Okay. First question, how long is too long to be in a situationship, dot, 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 when you're 32? That's what it says when you're 32. I'd say a whole season, so three months. A semester? A semester, but also, like, <laughs> some people like fucking drama and messiness, so if you want to waste your good years doing that... Uh. Also, though, isn't, like, the age of 32 kind of a situationship with yourself? <laughs> I feel like there are a lot of people who, if you're older than 32, if you are 38 and older and you were asked to reflect on 32, you'd be like, oh, yeah, I don't know her. <laughs> this is a cute one. For Michelle, do the twins have a favorite Sesame Street Muppet? Love a producer from the street. What? What? Show yourself. I need tickets. I also have a favorite tickets Muppet. To, I'll go out on a date with tickets you. Tickets to Sesame I need tickets. Um, my daughter loves Abby, and my uh, son loves the Cookie Monster because he loves cookies. Also, Sesame Street is amazing when you found the right dosage of edible because you're like, oof, so great. Everyone should go on YouTube. There's an old Sesame Street clip that's just a great song about oh. uh, the subway and like... It's wonderful because it's, like, both how, like, amazing and terrible the subway is at the same time. Uh, all right. How do I get over a guy who doesn't give a shit about me? Whoa. Oh. Ooh. Wow. Ooh. Oh. That was sadder than a French New Wave film. It's just, how do I get over a man who cares not if I live or die? Um, I but I don't get it because why are you giving this person power? 
What don't you like about yourself? What happened? Did something happen to you when you started to believe that shit? This man doesn't deserve your fucking time or energy. Put that energy into you. Put it into you. Make a vision board high if you got to. Have some wine and Hennessy, bitch. Just live. Uh, you deserve yes. someone good on your face. Always. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I, it sounded better when he said it. It uh, and it does. I mean, it's, uh, Michelle yeah. was the one who said it. She. Yeah. yeah. But you took it and. Yeah. He. Well, made, but he, like he the church, every behind every pastor, there's the woman who's actually doing all the work. Yes. Absolutely. Yes, it's, it's the origin of mansplaining. This is a wild one. How do you keep having, quote-unquote, sexy sex when you're trying for a baby? <laughs> Pretend like you're not trying for a baby? What's that? Sexy sex? Sexy when sex you... when you're trying for a baby. Um, I don't know what's going on. Like, if you can't drink and if you can't get high, then, like I said before, hotel sex is wonderful. You don't have to clean anything up. Get yourself a nice tub, order some overpriced fucking eggs. Like, you know, make it a staycation. Make it a moment. Yes. Oh, yeah. we got three. Right, oh, thank you, four women. I, that's, um... Did you, you got one? Yeah. No, I don't. Here, take this one. Take this one that's poking out there. I will admit that's that... how my husband got me. <laughs> 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 oh, my... <laughs> oh my god oh my god this is for you got you dear jordan if i were your big sister and i am older than you irl happy face how would you i couldn't help me prioritize my bays when they are each in their 20s 30s and 40s <laughs> xoxo little sis J. good question great question um oh my god what in the black, Mr. I Rogers? don't know. I think you have a Sophie's Choice here. And I feel like keep the 20-year-old, um, ditch the rest. Um, you can just pour all of your knowledge into them. You know, they're like a little vessel, right? <laughs> I'm thinking she stays with the 20-year-old V6 inline. You know what I'm saying? Like, goes up. We got car people. Okay. Um, yeah. The rest of you are like, what's an engine? All right, so... Uh, but I say, like, why yeah. even have... <laughs> choose why not just have a fucking buffet and so you don't want to anymore that's all i remember when i was dating these two guys mm -hmm. one was really really not i was not physically attracted to him he was so short but so sweet and the way he looked up at me i just couldn't you know <laughs> and then i was dating this really hot guy from i think bermuda the bahamas something would it be and i remember thinking if i Boston? could just <laughs> no and I, I remember... Irie, I'm from Boston. <laughs> Kingston, Kingston, Rhode Island. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I truly cannot. Um, <laughs> anyways, I remember thinking if I could just combine these two people to make the perfect person. And that happens when you're dating a lot. You're just like, well, oh, like this part and that part. And part and, but you can't Frankenstein people. You know what I mean? But you could just ride it out, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Truly. I love it. What's next the next question? question? <laughs> Should I get a dog to start getting up early? What? Should I get a dog <laughs> to start getting up early? You I could love... also Who set your these alarm, people? bitch. You could also set your alarm, bitch. Who has yeah. it this good? What? I love Why? it. 
Why put that pressure on the dog? I know. Like, what if the dog want to sleep in? Yeah, yeah, some dogs like to sleep as long as their person. But that's also like the logic of like, should I have a kid to learn how to make pancakes? <laughs> I don't know how to make pancakes, and I don't have a reason to learn. <laughs> but if I had a child, then I would need to learn how to make pancakes. Ma'am. So it makes sense. Sure, there's Ma'am. 18 years of financial responsibility, but there's also the ability to know how to make pancakes. <laughs> And I really feel like a little Greek yogurt in a pancake mix goes a long way. Oh, for sure. Gives no one said a little dip. Greek yogurt because it's very, it's so fluffy. Yeah. And I wouldn't have known that if I didn't have <laughs> little Darius here. Um, am I too old to like puppets? Is this from the Sesame Street producer? <laughs> yeah, they've had it at Sesame Street. Are you too old to, you no. know, no. you should like what you like. I'm sure there's like a meetup group. <laughs> you know, just don't surprise people at a dinner party. I hate when people show up with their guitar. I'm like, what the fuck is this? All right, I got no a puppet. No one said we were auditioning for America's Got Talent. Put that shit Wait, away. Here's a question for you. <laughs> You're at a party. Someone could show up with a guitar or with a puppet. Which do you choose? <laughs> wow. Yeah. So many people. Which do- Guitar. You're going guitar. Yeah, because at least I can like hum to a song. I want, I, mean? I want a puppet. I want the ones that like show up at protests. You know what I mean? On stilts and everything. Oh, like the bread and puppet situation. <laughs> oh my God, what's the question? Okay, how much is childcare worth to you? Question mark. For example, money for four to six hours of child uh, five. What? It's hard, it says, you guys. Oh, it's hard. No, no, no. Money for question. four to six hours of chi- child free. Like child free, four to six hours. I'm how much is confused. it worth? This feels, what is, that's what it says. What how much is it, is it worth? How much is it worth to you? This is sort of like getting old fashioned at a bar. You get what you pay for. Like, you want someone that's going to go through your fucking freezer and eat all your hot pockets and ignore your child? Um, I got the next one. All yes. right. Uh, it says, I've been estranged from my sister for four years. Hmm. How do I get over myself, my anger, etc., to reconcile? Or do I smiley face? <laughs> oh, shit. They don't want to get over their anger. They're like, I love my anger. Um, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. I say leave for a little bit. I don't know. You don't Who know. Wrote th- I'm the only child, so I really don't know. Who wrote this? Siblings are tough. But you know what? Blood is thicker than mud. That's what you have to do. So at the end of the day, you are stuck with this person. You can be estranged for as long as you want. My dad was estranged from his brother for 20 years. And life brought them back together. And they've been making up for lost time. So eventually you will probably dovetail back with this person. I don't, I don't want to rush it for you. But know that the day is coming. Oh, fuck. But also if it doesn't come, but also if it doesn't come, it doesn't come. I mean, I think at the end yeah. of the day, you have to do and make the decisions that are the healthiest and best for you. Duh. And so I think that's the thing. And sometimes as shitty as it is to be estranged from people and as painful as that is, if that is ultimately what you both need mm-hmm. to move forward in a healthy way, yeah. then that's what you have to do. Yeah. And it fucking hurts like hell. But it's the choice that you have to make to do something because you know that the... The alternative 
is something that is never going to get better. And getting better is something that you both have to work on. So you may, in your questions, say, like, how do I put my anger aside? Get past your anger and just recognize what you need to do for yourself to be the best, healthiest version of yourself. If that person is doing that, then you two will find each other again. If they are not, then just live your healthy life. Yeah. Yeah. I'm tired of being disappointed. Don, what would you do? I was going to say it depends on the state of the the sibling. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can be ready to get over your shit, but if that person's not in that space, Echo and Wyatt said, it doesn't make any sense to try. Yeah. Yeah, I have cousins that are Trump supporters, and I'm like, Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> Have a good one. Bye. This is a great question. This is, is the last question. Last question. Is it important to still be selective when dating in your 40s? <laughs> Did you write this question? <laughs> no. <laughs> is but it? now I wish what? I did. You wish you did? You know, selective, I feel like, is subjective, right? Like, what you looking for? What you in the mood for? <laughs> You want a relationship? That's a different list than like some like having fun, doing a little something casual. So sure, I don't know. <laughs> so uh, why we ask all our guests, what's the most uh, adult thing you want to do for yourself this year that you haven't done yet? I haven't really done a lot of traveling out of the country, mm-hmm. and I've always wanted to go to Japan, and so uh, yeah, so. Uh, Maybe Japan, taking a trip to Japan. Oh, nice. Uh, nice. And yeah. yeah. And then that. maybe also replace my roof. Um, oh. Yeah. That's that's a very adult thing that I don't really want to do, but I you feel have like. To. It's like you, a pap smear. You got to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. at some point, yeah, the squirrels are going to come in and they're going <laughs> to be right. like, Wreak hey, havoc. remember us? We were your legal team. Yep. <laughs> yeah, bringing it back. Sounds Wyatt's like every pap smear I had. Yeah. You know what I really wish Wyatt would have said is um, write a book because I feel like the brother's got stories and he's really only just begun. And so it's very exciting to see friends like that who are just, I don't know, full of wonder and possibility. So I'm excited for him. Maybe I'll go to Japan and write a book. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I wish he had said that too because he does. I just feel like there's like so many layers to him. There's so many layers. He's any a whole ass onion. That, he's a whole ass onion. He's just so, ugh. I mean, any man that shows up in a jumpsuit like that. Yum. Y'all didn't know. Yum. Y'all didn't know. But he was in a, he was in a, <laughs> <laughs> can we Let set him the know. scene? Let him set know. Set the scene. Let him know. <laughs> I'm going to do it. Color. Plum. Right? <laughs> That's what he was, he was wearing plum and like a knit hat that was like too cool for Sunday school. It was too much. It was too much. And he had a friend? Yeah. Beautiful. You probably did creative shit. Yeah, it was cool. Two beautiful black so, men look like they're on their skincare routine. I'm talking about beard <laughs> glistening, beard oil popping. You know it's from like somewhere on Bed-Stuy, on Lewis Avenue, from an all-black mm-hmm. hair shop, just coconut, coconutting and shit. So like, yeah, he, yeah. beautiful. I wish y'all could smell them through the podcast. You cannot. We will do it for you. It smells like Throop Street on a good day. Yeah, Throop. Troop. 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 Through? It's true, honey. Okay, Lord what do whites say? Oh. They say through? They say through. 
But it's really and true. And what the blacks say? It's oh, true. Lord have mercy. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Put the put put what it is in the comments. Thank you so much. All right. All right. Yeah. Keep it sharp like your pinky nail. Let's go. <laughs> oh God, you guys. Nah. I, I gotta go. This is too much. This has been an Exactly Right production. Our senior producer is Jiha Lee. Our associate producer is Alex Chi. This episode was mixed by John Bradley. Our guest booker is Patrick Kotner. Additional production support from Hannah Kyle Crichton. Theme song and live show DJing is by DJ Don Will. Our live show producer is Marianne Ways. Artwork by Jamie Bechtel. Photography by Geis Vandermost. Executive produced by Karen Kilgara, Georgia Hardstark, and Danielle Kramer. Follow the show on Instagram at adultingthepod. Email your questions to adultingquestions at gmail.com. Follow Adulting with Michelle Buteau and Jordan Carlos on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen so you don't miss an episode. If you like what you hear, rate and review the show and visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase adulting merch.